Welcome, everybody. It's really great to be with you. Happy New Year. I'm Glenn. And I'm Jack. And we're so excited to get to kick off 2022 with you. Jack and I get to do a lot of ministry together. We've been on staff for over 50 years collectively together. And so to kick off 2022 together with you is a real privilege. So we really look forward to it. Yes, we do. And let me say, Glenn, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. I mean, last year was big for you. You had a big birthday. Was big. Turned 50. Um, and next thing we know, you've got two grandkids. So what an amazing year you just went through. Yeah, they're awesome. Braxton Harper, I will not pull out the pictures like a grandpa and show them to you, but I'm incredibly proud of them. And they're amazing. So you sure you didn't pull out the pictures? I, didn't, I did not them? touch my pockets. Okay. Okay. I see. All right. Um, it is an honor to be here and, and to be speaking. Glenn, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Why don't, why don't I go first? And I don't know if you know this, but Jack, uh, holds the record for the longest message ever delivered at Chase Oaks. So maybe if I could go first just to get a little sliver of time today, that would that would probably be a good start. Are you bitter because I said you were 50? Is that not bitter? No, just, it's facts. Everything's facts here. Okay, so, my yeah. mom yeah. watches online, and she's going to be very hurt by that because she loved that message. It was a great message, just a little bit long. Yes, so, it was. Yes. All right, Glenn, I'll turn it over to you. Great. Well, again, we're excited to be with you. And this morning as we kick off 2022, I want to start off with a story. And it's a story written really for a three-year-old. It's about Bubba the whale. And it says, everywhere I go, God is with me. And wherever Bubba goes, when he goes to the playground, when he's with his friends, when he's at the store, when he's in the car, every situation he's in, God is always with him. And as I read this book to Harper uh, one day, it was during a season of COVID where I wasn't in a very good place. I had more worry, more anxiety, more fear. Than, than I usually have. I wasn't sleeping very well. And so as I read that book, uh, God used it that day to nudge me and say, hey, Glenn, today, today this book's for you, uh, that I, I'm with you wherever you go. I don't just remember you. I don't just know you. I'm with you. And that was a really powerful day for me as I knew that in my head, but I needed to re- be reminded of that in terms of how I was living my life because this last season, um, I think we've all struggled. Uh, we've str- it's been a crazy 18 months. It's been uh, fearful. It's been traumatic. It's just been up and down. And you can see it across our culture as well. If you look at our culture, alcohol sales are up. Uh, tragically, child abuse is up. Divorce rates are up. Cigarette sales, for the first time in 25 years, are up. And we're trying and we're working on it and we're doing the best we can. But it just feels like our circumstances are winning. And a lot of times we talk at church, we talk about how do we live above our circumstances? How do we live beyond them? Because they don't define us. It's a great discussion. But in this season, what we'd love to do is talk about how do we live in them well with that posture that Bubba had, that God was with him wherever he went. And that phrase you hear that God is with you wherever you go might be the thing you need uh, today. But it's a phrase that's repeated over and over and over in the Bible. It's a theme throughout the Bible that God's presence is with us. And one of the most prominent places that is, is, is found is in Joshua 1. And we find ourselves in the story. Joshua was in the Old Testament. It says God leads the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. And they've wandered around in the desert for 40 years. And now it's time to go to the promised land, the land that God had promised them. And God meets with Joshua, who's their leader. He says, Joshua, do not be afraid. It's the, it's the command that's in the Bible more than any other command. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I will not leave you 
I will not forsake you. And God tells Joshua that multiple times, and God communicates that to us over and over and over uh, in the Bible. And so how do we live in 2022 with that posture? We can learn from somebody, and, and that somebody is Paul. We find Paul in the New Testament who has a way of integrating uh, that posture in his life in terms of how he approaches every circumstance. And so our passage that we want to look at today is in Philippians 4. And I want to invite Jack back in, who's going to talk a little bit more about that. Settle in. It might be a while. That's funny, Glenn. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go to Philippians 4 in just a minute. But before we go there, I want to take us back a year. Do you remember when it was 2020 and we're entering into 2021 It's New Year's Eve, everybody's celebrating, and everybody's thinking, and everybody's posting, can't wait to be done with 2020. You know, the election was divisive, and it was ugly. The pandemic was just super, like, powerful during 2020, and we thought, okay, 2021 is going to be a much better year. They've been working on the vaccine and a little bit of debate, but there was a lot of hope and optimism. Vaccine's going to solve all the problems. Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to get along in 2021. And that's, I mean, that's really where the culture was at. Well, you know, it didn't take many days to kind of like, uh uh-oh, I don't think things are going the way we thought they were going to go. There's still a lot of hard stuff in 2021 that's going on. And now, here we are a year later, and you look back and you're like, yes, there was a lot of hard stuff. And we're still going through it. Pandemic has not fully gone away. There's still vaccine debates. There's mandates going on. Um, if you watch the news and look at school board meetings this year, I mean, wow, the tension that's there. You see brawls going on at school board meetings. You see parents yelling at kids who are wearing masks going to school. And it's not over. We thought it was going to be like a happy new year and everything's going to be happy. But the fact is, it's been, in many ways, a hard year. So here's the question. How do we, how do we look back and then move ahead and have a good perspective so that we don't go a year from now saying, oh, I thought it was going to be wonderful, and here we are again. You don't want to relive that over and over and over again. So how do we look back at the happy times and the hard times and prepare to move ahead in a healthy way? Glenn mentioned the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 and how I think there's something there of insight that can help us move into this next year well. So with that in mind, I want to go to Philippians 4 because... As I was saying, the calendar doesn't just change everything. It doesn't just make everything better. There's a perspective that needs to change in our minds and our hearts. And if we can get that right perspective, I think it can be an amazing year in 2022. So Philippians 4, verse 11, second half of verse 11 says this. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. Those are these hard times that Paul went through. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, the hard times, the happy times, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. If you read that whole chapter, there's two things that you discover about Paul that really helped him live into the future and face the happy times and the hard times and do those well. Here's those two things. One was people. At the beginning of the chapter, God's, he, I mean, Paul is thanking people for being in his life, for journeying with him. 
And then when it comes to this passage and he says, hey, I've gone through happy times. I've gone through hard times. And I'll tell you what got me through it. It was God's strength. He says, I can do the happy. I can do the hard. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My guess is you've had happy stuff this last year, but my guess is you've also had hard stuff. And I truly believe for us to live into 2022, it's going to be tapping into those two things that Paul discovered, the people and the presence of God that's going to carry us. I want to ask you to do something really weird. Um, I'm going to ask you to take out your phone. So if you've got your phone, I don't have my phone with me, but hopefully you have a phone with you. Take out your phone. And I want you to go to your photos and just peruse through your photos for a minute. Now, I know some of you, you've already been doing this. You're like, tune me out 10 minutes ago. But come back now. And But now it's legit. You can do this. And, and by the way, if you're like elementary, middle school, high school, and you've got your phone and you're doing that, this is when you get to look at mom and dad and say, see, the pastor thinks it's a good idea. So it's a good idea. So take your phone, look at your pictures. I want you to find just a few pictures that represent some happy things of 2021 because God says that all good things come from him and you just give thanks. Say, thank you, God, for an amazing 2021. These things were great. Um, but then I also want you to see if you have any that reflect any hard things that you went through over the last year. And I'll talk about what to do with that. So you're looking through your pictures. You're seeing some happy things. You're seeing some hard things. Let me tell you about a couple of mine. 2021 was really hard um, in my wife's life and in my father-in-law's life, because at the very end of 2020, she lost her mom. Her mom was in her early 90s, but she was super healthy. She traveled, talked on the phone to my wife multiple times a week. Everything was going great, and the next thing we know, she's gone. And that made for a hard 2021, made a hard year for her, for her dad, for her siblings, and for her. So I think she would look back on 2021 and say, that was one of the hardest years of her life. And you might have had some of those. You might see some photos that, that recall some of those hard things. We also had some happy things go on in 2021. Just a couple months ago, we celebrated the wedding of my oldest daughter in Billings, Montana. It was beautiful. Weather was great. The people were great. It couldn't have been better. We just walked away saying, thank you, God. That was amazing. It was such a great celebration. And my guess is when you look at your phone, you see some of those kind of things, too. Celebrations, birthdays, people around, great time. And that's awesome. You've got happy stuff and we've got hard stuff. Now, as you look back on some of those things and and we're coming to this new year. My guess is some of those hard things bring some pain, perhaps some shame, perhaps some embarrassment And you wish, man, if I could go back and change that, I would do everything in my power to change that. Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way, does it? If you look back and you see those things or something that's like, yes, there's huge embarrassment and shame there. Let me just first of all say welcome to the club. That's who we are as a church. We're a church that welcomes messy people because we're all messy. We've all made mistakes. And the cool thing about the Bible, for some reason, people think these people in the Bible are just amazing. They always did the right things. The heroes of the Bible did some of the most terrible things, things that should land them in prison for the rest of their life. But here's what we find out when we look at the Bible and we look at people's past. We know that our past does not define us, but it prepares us. So if you're looking back at some of those hard things and you say, no, this is who I am. I'm that mistake. No, you're not. Your past 
does not define you. God defines you. His spirit in you defines you. So your past does not define you. It does not define us. But it does prepare us for what's ahead. And that's a good thing. You also might look at some of those hard things and say, well, they're not done. I'm still carrying them. I'm still going through it. Life is still hard. And I was hoping by the time I got to 2022, it was going to be really easy. And it's not. And you might be in a marriage situation that you're saying, I don't know where this is going to go. And this is really, really hard. You might have a situation with one of your kids. And you're saying, I didn't see it going this way. They don't even want to be here. They They don't hardly say a word to me anymore. What's going on here? That's hard. And you're carrying that into 2022. You might have lost a job. You might have lost a loved one due to COVID or other reasons. You might have some friendships that, that just got destroyed in this year because of the divisiveness of our culture. God knows where you're at. He knows the heart that you're carrying. And the beauty of this passage and what we're talking about in terms of God's presence is God's going to go with you and he's going to show up in all of those things with you and carry you. He's going to help you carry the heart, and he's going to do that in two ways. He's going to do that through his presence, and he's going to do that through people. One of the hardest things to do is to make yourself vulnerable and talk to people about those hard things, but it's one of the most powerful things you can do. And what you will see is that God will show up in those hard conversations when you make yourself vulnerable and say, here's a hard thing, and you'll see God show up in a super powerful way And you'll know, okay, I got this. With people around me and God's presence, I got this. And I don't mean that in in some like super proud way, like, oh, I can handle this. You can't handle it on your own. You got to have people around you and you need God's presence in your life carrying you through it. Isolation is brutal. And so if 2021 was a year like for so many others took us to isolation, Make 2022 a year of connection, a year of stepping out, being vulnerable, doing something scary and connecting with people. Because if you do that with courage, I think you're going to see God show up in that space and you're going to experience God's presence like never before. And he's going to carry you well into 2022. Glenn, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you, Jack. I know it's incredibly helpful for me to process those things, to process those things that are happy and to process those things that are hard over this last year. And it felt like hard came a lot more frequently in terms of hard conversations, hard decisions, hard relationships. Uh, But when we can integrate both of those things in terms of the good and the bad and knowing that God is with us in both those things, it just helps us live life from a better place, in a a centered place. And, And it does prepare us. Our past will help prepare us for our future. And Paul can do that. Paul did that incredibly well. He, he looked at the hard, he looked at the happy, and he was able to look through that lens of God's presence with him. And that changed his posture of the future as well in terms of how he postured himself for the circumstances that were going to come at him. And so we want to look at 2022. Just look ahead a little bit and say, how do we, how do we posture ourselves? How do we know that God is with us in a way that we can handle any circumstance that comes our way? Because we know they're coming. Uh, we know some of them are going to be great. We don't know when they're going to come. We don't know what they're going to be, but they're, they're headed our way. Some of those are going to be happy. Some of those are going to be hard. But when we have a, a, a posture of fear, all those things coming at us can look really scary and really dangerous. 
But if we can have a posture that knowing that God is with us with that assurance, not everything is like that. We've got our good things that we can celebrate and be thankful for. But then we've got some things coming at us that are scary, but could actually be really helpful. And some things that are dangerous and scary and dangerous are are different things. So let me explain. Hopefully you can play a game with me for a little bit. So I'm going to put a couple pictures up on the screen and I'd like you to tell me which one is scary, which one is more scary, which one's more dangerous because they are different. All right. So here's the first one. Sharks and bathtubs. More scary. Yeah, sharks are more scary. We have we have shark week on Discovery Channel. We don't have bathtub week. But what is more dangerous? Yeah, bathtub statistically is about 400 times more dangerous than a shark. Let's do another one. Airplanes, automobiles. Now, for me, I don't do air. I do airplanes. I don't do them very well. I feel like I'm walking uh, into a metal casket sometimes. But um, but airplanes are scary for me. But cars are hundreds of times more dangerous than airplanes. Let's do a third. Clowns. Now, clowns is a trick question. Clowns are scary, dangerous, creepy. I hope none of our circumstances in 2022, uh, yours or mine, have clowns involved in them. But let me give you another one from my life. There's no slide for this one from this last year. Counseling. As I shared earlier, I was uh, I was in a bad headspace in a season of COVID and knew I needed some help. I knew I needed some guidance, just some perspective. Um, And counseling felt very scary to me and it felt very dangerous but as i knew that god was with me i'm like you know what it's more scary than dangerous and so i took that step to get some counseling and i'm so glad i did it added so much perspective guidance um, wisdom uh, and it just really helped me navigate life better now counseling was scary but what would have been dangerous if i would have stayed on my own in my i can figure it out on my own deal with the stories in my head on my own that would have been really dangerous for me So there's a big difference between scary and dangerous. Scary things can feel like they could be harmful, but they could actually be helpful. And dangerous things a lot of times are more subtle, things that we're comfortable with, things like isolation, things like bathtubs, things like cars, things that we're familiar with, but actually can do um, a lot of harm. But if we can live with the assurance that God is with us, we can be able to discern those things better, not in a spirit of fear, which has been heightened in all of us during this season, but with discernment to know, you know what, this is scary, but this could actually be helpful. Um, This is familiar and comfortable, but it actually could be dangerous. And hopefully we can live into our circumstances with that posture this year. Paul was able to do that. Paul knew what was scary, knew what was dangerous, and was able to discern those things because he knew God was with him. And if you look at the life of Paul, he even did things that we would probably define as dangerous. He would go in and start new churches and get them established and get beat and stoned and come back again. But what was dangerous for Paul was that he would miss out on God's story for him, that he would miss out on the story God had for him. And Paul wanted to give all that he could to live into that story. That was dangerous for him. So he stepped into scary, knowing that God was with him. And I know for All of us, our church this year, will be going through that process of what is scary and what is dangerous. Because we're going to try new things. We're going to experiment. We'll we'll fail a little bit. We'll make some changes. All of those things are scary. But they could be really, really helpful. What would be dangerous for us is just to keep doing what we're doing. Because what got us here will not get us there. Culture has changed a lot. Our world has changed a lot. People's behaviors have not just been disrupted. They've been altered. 
And so for us as a church, we want to be as effective as we can for Jesus, which means we've got to step into scary, knowing that it's his church, that he's in front of us, that he loves it more than we do. And we get to do that together. Chase Oaks is just me and you on mission together. But I know for all of us, individually, personally, we'll have circumstances in 2022. Some of those will feel scary, but with the assurance that God is with us, we can have the discernment to know, you know what, it's scary, but it could be really, really helpful in terms of life. And some of those circumstances could be kind of comfortable, but could be dangerous. And so to remember that do not be afraid, be strong and courageous, that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us to not just know that in our heads, but to know that in our actions, in our posture will help us discern whatever circumstances come our way in 2022 and help us navigate those better. So, Jack, how would you come up and just kind of wrap it up for us today? Thank you, Glenn. I, um, I've been thinking about this weekend a lot and it is a pivotal weekend. It's a pivotal weekend in our calendar it's a pivotal weekend in our church, but it's a pivotal weekend in my life and in your life. Because, yes, it is the beginning of a new year. And I want to say, Happy New Year. Everything's going to be happy. Everything's going to be wonderful. But you and I know that we're going to have some happy things, but we are going to have some hard things. And I, my prayer for you and myself is that instead of just Happy New Year, is that it's a year of a growing awareness of God's presence in our life and a pursuit of connecting with that presence like none other. And I know what that means is not just me living in isolation, but me putting myself out there as Glenn did in some scary situations, whether that's a conversation with a counselor or a conversation with a friend or a commitment to have coffee with a friend on a consistent basis. Yes, that's scary, but that's where God shows up. And so my prayer for this year is that it's not just a happy year, but it's a year of experiencing God's presence through us taking those scary steps and those courageous steps. And it's going to be a great year if we do that. And God's going to meet us where we're at, and he's going to carry us through the happy, and he's going to carry us through the hard. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you that you are crazy about us, that you pursue us and pursue us and pursue us. And that you don't give up on us in our, in our mistakes that we make, in our isolation, in our turning away from you or whatever it might be. You continue to pursue us. And so we invite you into this year. We invite you as we start this new year. May we experience your presence like none other. And may we experience your presence through some new connections and to see how powerful that can be to carry us through this year, the good times and the hard times. We love you, God, and we thank you for your presence in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.